Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, January 16th, we look at Lesson 3, When Your World is Falling Apart. Join us in exploring Isaiah chapter 7 and the choice that King Ahaz has to make that we're faced with making today as well. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, these have been some really exciting lessons. This is Lesson 3. Moving um, right along. Yeah, no, when, you're, when your world is falling apart. Okay, so... This is for Sabbath, January 16th, and it's coming from Isaiah 7, verse 9, mm-hmm. New King James Version. It's the memory text. If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. Wow. Ooh, that, that, should, that should lead us forward in 2021 as well, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to start the year, I guess. It is. Uh, and so we want to get straight into this. Talking about King uh, Ahaz, Isaiah chapter 7, what is danger from the north? Yeah, well, uh, here we have this uh, crisis uh, with um, the uh, basically northern Israel uh, and Syria ganging up on uh, Judah, trying to pressure them because they recognize uh, that they are in peril and that if they don't do something about that, um, Tiglath-Pileser, or the Assyrian king who is expanding his empire, is going to take them out. Mm. And here's this mighty, mighty king that is uh, super, you know, he's kind of this uh, super uh, king back then, you know, with this military and everything else. So they have good reason to be afraid. Tiglath-Pileser was, he was a mean dude. (laughs) (laughs) He'd take people and put their heads on spikes and put that around his city. I mean, Uh, he was known uh, for being a mean dude. (laughs) Okay, so no, you you told me another fun fact that I just learned. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I can't resist. Um, Those of you that like Adventist history, the uh, Ellen White's dog that she had while she was in Australia, his name was also Tiglath Pileser. So. <laughs> <laughs> was he a mean dude? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. All I know is there's one picture that I've seen of him. And so he was this watchdog. And oh. I guess there had been some robberies and break-ins. And at some point, Ellen White decided getting a, some kind of watchdog. We know that Ellen White loved animals. She had a number of pets throughout her life. So unfortunately, I don't know a lot about that story. Uh, and the other kind of fun thing, my wife was reading some Miss Marple, uh, some of those uh, stories over Christmas. <laughs> and the character in that story also has a dog named Tiglath Pileser. <laughs> so what does Miss Marple and Ellen White have in common? Apparently, Tiglath Pileser. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pretty mean dude, at least in ancient times. Okay, all right. Well, I'm pretty sure he's probably a good watchdog, right? Yeah, okay. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. You, hopefully, you know. It is what it is, and uh, so here we have, basically you have an army, a super army coming to attack, and um, Israel, the northern tribes, and uh, Syria are basically saying, hey, we're about to be annihilated, so we better just join forces, form a coalition to strike back, and they're basically saying Judah, because the north and the southern kingdoms are kind of separated by this point, right? Right. Um, They're like, you know, you better join us or you're against us and we're going to, you know, so it's kind of some peer pressure going on. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and if you know an army is coming to basically wipe you out, (laughs) much (laughs) more powerful, better trained military force, 
um, you probably have good reason to be afraid, right? I mean, right. you know, your world's about to come to an end. It's uh, you're thinking existential thoughts of how am I going to survive this, right? Uh, and that's really the world, the milieu of what's happening uh, for God's people here as Isaiah is coming on stage. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, tell us, uh, there's some kind of attempted interception here. Uh, what's that all about, Buster? You, you know, uh, here Ahaz is seeking counsel, right? Mm-hmm. And God uh, tells Isaiah to do something very interesting. Yeah. He tells him in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 3, he says, mm-hmm. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out and meet Ahaz. You and Shir Jashub, uh, your son. I can't son. say it either. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tried. I tried to say it with confidence, but you, you all know the picture. At the end of the uh, uh, aqueduct, right? From, yeah. from the upper pool on the highway to the Fuller's Field. field. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that was like a tongue twister all the way in there. Oh, it was. I'm sorry, Buster. <laughs> uh, but we see here that he told, he told someone to take his son for one particular reason. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah's son's name means a remnant shall return. Right? I love that. What a what a name, right? <laughs> right. So so here he is. This army's coming against yeah. me, yeah. and oh, by the way, meet my son. A remnant shall return. So in other words, if you're not careful, right? Yeah. We're gonna be taking away captive, and a remnant shall return. Mm. So don't worry, right? Yeah. But th- no king wants to hear that. A king wants yeah. to hear you shall be victorious. That's what yeah. he wants his name to be, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so we see here that now there's a warning that's given here, verses 4 through 9. I'm not going to read everything, but verse 4. Take heed and be quiet. Do not fear or be faint-hearted for two uh, stubs of smoking firebrands for fierce anger of resin in Syria and the sons of Ramaliah. And so we see here that God is giving him a warning. He's trying to tell him, yeah. hey, don't worry, I'm going to be with you, but you need to trust in me. Yeah. Will you actually trust in me? Yeah. And so I guess this leads us to, a, to this question. Does he trust? Does he trust God? Yeah. Uh, so Tuesday's lesson brings this about a little bit. What does this share with us, Michael? Yeah, great, great question. And, you know, it's just a, a reminder that, um, you know, being a prophet wasn't a very, uh, always a very happy preoccupation or, or occupation, right? I, I had a friend of mine, it's like, you know, I'm going through a second career change, you know, uh, what career should I go into? It's just kind of in this nebulous stage. And so I was looking and posting things of credibility, different careers. Um, you know, being a prophet's not going to pay a lot. <laughs> no, no. And, and not everyone's going to believe you because you're, you're going to tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Kind of what you're just talking about, Buster. And I think that's more of that here on um, Tuesday's lesson, what you're uh, kind of segueing to Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 13. Um, I'm going to go ahead and um, read that here because uh, I think it's just Please so do. critical for understanding. And I'm reading from the NIV. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. Uh, and then the question is, what does he do? You know, how does he respond? That's really kind of the, and, and but first I want to pause for just a minute. What an opportunity. Mm. God saying, test me. Prove me now herewith, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, here's an opportunity. Yeah. I, he doesn't set any limits. There's no fine print here. You know, you can only test me on certain things that on certain days of the week or things that I want to. <laughs> God, God says, test me. I and I, I like that how God is so relational with people. And here he is, an obstinate king that doesn't want to listen to him. He just says, bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. Uh, I'm here. Yeah. Right? What are you gonna do with it? And and so and that kind of brings us to that next part, uh, verse 12. And Ahab, this is his response, says, "I will not ask. 
I will not put the Lord to the test. <laughs> what a what a bummer. <laughs> you know, I mean, God says, pull out all the stops here. And I, I think that's kind of how God is with a lot of us, right? Is I want to be in relationship with you. Bring it on. Test me. You know, you know, I think we can say something here to being risk adverse, right? Yeah. Sometimes we want to yeah. not only have have 100% uh, make sure that this is going to, well, when God is saying he'll He'll be with us, yeah. that's when we move forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, we don't want to be presumptuous, True. but here, this is a prophet of the Lord speaking to him, yeah. a notable prophet, a prophet that walks with God and saying, no, test me. He says, no, I will not test you. No, do what God is asking you to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and then verse 13, it says, Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David, is it not enough to try the patience of humans? <laughs> Will you try the patience of my God also? Mm. Buster, you think God gets frustrated? Oh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we, we tend to, uh, I mean, we don't want to project onto God our, our human feelings because God is uh, beyond us, but God also is... Uh, 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 is, a, is is very real and relational and and you sense here in this passage you can't help it um, the palpable frustration that God has with the children of Israel yeah, you know uh, speaking of getting frustrated I got in an argument with my five year old the other day over mm. a pronunciation of a word I forgot which word it was <laughs> but you know she was telling me no dad it's this wow. and I'm like no I'm pretty sure I, I'm positive it's this Yeah. and you know she just thinks she knows better right oh <laughs> and, mercy and I'm like oh forget my degrees and everything else yeah. in schooling and yeah. being alive for 37 years yeah, it's fine right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and so I, I can see God getting frustrated because sometimes we think we know better than he does. Yeah. And sometimes we try to say, God, no, you're not doing a good enough job as God. So therefore, if you just listen to me, yeah. everything will be fine. And wow. I know God has to get so frustrated. Yeah. So frustrated. Yeah. You know, it reminds me when my, my kids were a bit smaller. My oldest is now a teenager. But when she was, I think, about four or five years old, we were on a trip somewhere and we're eating at a restaurant with some friends. Uh -huh. And she was so excited, you know, we were eating out and everything. And um, and at one point she went to the bathroom and she loved that the bathroom, I think it was pink or something like that. <laughs> and she was excited about this and came back. And so when she came back, she was trying to explain how happy she was that the bathroom was pink. But in her still yet very young, childish <laughs> tones, we couldn't hear the word pink. <laughs> and she kept trying to say it and we kept missing it and I kept trying to say and, and that frustration that breakdown in communication uh. till the, the even though we were trying really hard and she was trying her best it, it, it brought tears until we actually started having a meltdown in the <laughs> restaurant, which no parent wants that, right? No, no, no. No, no parent no. wants that. No, but no we actually rushes. had to take her outside, you know, and calm her down because it wasn't, you know, it was no longer appropriate. <laughs> but, uh, but, but that kind of thing where communication, where relationships, communications is, is breaking down. And, and I imagine, you know, the God of the universe, the God of love and mercy and compassion sends his own son later on after this story happens in Isaiah, but this plan of redemption, everything else, God pulls out all the stops relationally, all, yeah. all the stops for us. And here he says to the king who's obstinate, says, bring it on, test me, anything you want. Um, and, and here you can see why God's getting frustrated uh, because uh, there's, there's, you know, it, it gives such a, a beautiful picture of a loving, compassionate God in heaven who's trying to do everything he can to save his chosen people here. Amen. You know, uh, 
and that actually leads us to Isaiah seven fourteen, mm-hmm. and this is one that's very well known. But mm-hmm. I, I love that the author is bringing out the pa- fact that this is uh, dual meanings. Like there's mm-hmm. several meanings to this, but yeah, yeah. it's also pointing towards Christ. So we can't we can't neglect that. Yeah. Uh, but Isaiah seven fourteen says this: Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Right? Wow. And so it asks this question: Who is this? Who is uh, who is this woman, and who is her child? Is what the uh, lesson proposes there. Mm-hmm. And it says nowhere does the Old Testament point out a fulfillment of this important sign, as is done for the signs given to other people, such as based on the Old Testament alone. So we're talking about here, of course, is Mary, but we also see here. Uh, however, the son was named Mahir Shalal Hashabas. Don't ask me to say that three times fast, uh, right? Yeah, me neither, Buster. <laughs> uh, and it's talking about how the, the dual meanings here, yeah. but it's also, of course, yeah. talking about Jesus yeah. and talking about the overall solution to that you're looking for, King. I love it. It's going to be Christ coming, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But also, look, look I, I'm not only with you in the future, I'm also with you in the present, which is yeah. just amazes me how God is actually with us which is yeah, actually yeah, coming yeah. with what you're saying michael mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you have anything else to share share about this uh, about the sign of a son you know I, I mean i think this hits it on the on the nail uh you know and thursday kind of just builds on the same text you know is is this idea of god being with us hmm. um that this the the pregnant meaning of the word the name itself and names back then had so much more meaning than they do today we tend to you know what's the most popular name this year and what sounds good or kind of what what goes with or maybe it's continuing a family tradition of a name um, those kinds of things Uh, but here we have a name that has salvational significance and and god's trying to say hey pay attention um you're you're worried about your you know this immediate problem right here with this army but i'm i'm actually not i'm actually more concerned about the sin problem that this world has and so mm-hmm. god's using this as an opportunity there's even something more important that i'm worried about um and and so here's this beautiful beautiful promise jesus is going to come emmanuel god is with us amen uh it and i and I, I love this here because some people are saying what does this have to do with uh ahaz what does this have mm-hmm. to do with the, the yeah. prophecy well that's the thing uh when God speaks to his prophets, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes even we saw this in Ellen White's life as well. Yeah. Uh, sometimes she was saying things and some people are like, we don't understand what, what that means or wh- mm-hmm. why that means. Right. And sometimes you have to allow time to play it out. Mm-hmm. But how much more so now looking back, hindsight, of course, is 2020. I was told by a friend we never mentioned that word anymore. Now it's gone, <laughs> right? <laughs> but now looking back, we see, yeah. man, God's great power yeah. and his hand holding ours in not only the present, but also once again in the future. You know, in the great plan of salvation and in the in the perspective of eternity, a lot of our problems that we have, even COVID, yeah, <laughs> uh, some of these other kinds of things. I wonder, you know, what our perspective will be when it gets to heaven. <laughs> you know, I mean, the reality, and in, in all seriousness, I, I'm not to make light of COVID no, no. or any of these other kinds of things. No, but. Uh, God looks at our problems that seem to us to be really significant. Insurmountable sometimes, Insurmountable. Right? That you took the word out of my mouth. You know, just the, you know, uh, we, you know, how do, how do, how are we going to deal with that? How are we going to pay with the bills? 
um, and, and some real, real tragedies that, that are in our lives and dealing with. I'm thinking of some writing an article right now on people that have Adventists that uh, a number of them that I know personally that passed away in 2020, you know, um, that's left scars behind. Um, but no matter what our problems may be and what challenges we, we deal with, God says, I want to be with you. Amen. I want to be with you through those challenges. And, and, you know, this is part of the problem, I think, in our culture today is sort of this perception if that I'm a good Christian, then I won't have any problems. Or if I'm a good Christian, no. then I'll be rich yeah. and affluent and I'll have yeah. everything I want. Yeah, no, nothing could be further from, from the truth sometimes. Yeah. And so in the midst of our sorrow or loss tragedies financial problems relational problems passing away of loved ones all of those things god says i want to be there with you through that i'm here to be there with you just try me test me just like to the king it says bring it on yeah. <laughs> you know uh you know i test me yeah and have a relationship with me you know in other words we don't have a hunky-dory god once yeah. you serve him everything's hunky-dory yeah we have a god that's with us yeah and and, and it's with us through the trials with yeah. us through the tribulations with us through the good times and the bad times yeah and, and i think it's also a reminder not to judge just because someone else is going through those challenges mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they're a less spiritual person you know i have a friend who said every time he got sick his dad would pray over him wow. and he said oh, i wonder what sin there is in your life that you haven't confessed he says start at the age of Five and six, you know, having a mm. common cold, his dad said, what sin have you not confessed? Because wow. if you're sick, that means you have some sin that's in you. Mercy. And I said, you know, your view of God has to be, he's like, no, 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 don't worry. He's like, that God, I yeah. hate it. He's like, yeah. but the true God that I learned through the reading the Bible myself, I love that God. You know, it makes me wonder, Buster, how many of our problems are just from an unbiblical view of who God is? Mm. Ouch. Mm. And how many yeah. times have I given off the wrong perception of who God yeah. is, right? Yeah. Uh, so please, I challenge you, please get to know the God of, of the Word of God yes. yourself. Uh, don't don't look to other people. Yeah. Don't look to us. Don't yeah. look to me. <laughs> please don't look at me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> get to know him for yourself. I love it. Well, what a relational God we have. God with us. Amen. Yeah. I think that puts a wrap for another week. So this is Sue. And Swoops. Signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personable colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.